the Bear Down Report Podcast, featuring Mike Page, Jack Wright, Logan Bradley, and Ryan Dingle. Bear Down Report. All right, folks, welcome to another edition of the Bear Down Report Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dingle. Now, folks, I try not to get fanboyed, but right now, I'm talking to my guy, who is literally, and I, and I mean this seriously. So Roy, when you hear this, I'm not just trying to pump you up, dude. I'm being dead serious. My favorite follow on Twitter. Folks, if you're not following Ill Will on Twitter right now, Bearsland, I don't know what you're doing. This guy is hysterical. He also drops with some fantastic knowledge. So Roy, thank you so much for being part of the Bear Down Report podcast, man. Happy to have you here. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan, man. You set the bar a little high, man. (laughs) (laughs) I said you're a great follow on Twitter. I didn't say how you are in an interview, man. So we're all good. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So folks, you know, if you are thinking about buying or selling a home this year, you've got to visit GenevaJeff.com to learn more how Jeff Cadwalder with At Properties can help you. Jeff knows you need experience when it matters most. Folks, you've heard me say it before in this podcast. There's nobody better than Jeff. If you're thinking about buying or selling a house in the Chicagoland area, just give him a call. Give him a text, um, 630-254-4734. Give him a call. Give him a text. Just talk to him for for a minute. And you will be blown away at this guy's knowledge and the way in which he deals with potential clients. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal guy. You got to give him a call. 630-254-4734 or visit genevajeff.com. If you happen to be in the Western suburbs and you're looking for a haircut, yeah, you heard that right. You're looking for a haircut. My guy, Will, at Sheridan's Barbershop hooks me up. He is the absolute best. Those guys, all of them are fantastic. Sheridan's Barbershop, located in historic downtown Wheaton, Illinois, has been serving the community for 67 years with five barbers and open six days a week, Monday through Saturday. They've got appointments available to book online or by phone at your convenience, sheridansbarbershop.com, or give a call 630-668-0137 and book yours today. Sheridan's Barbershop, where traditional meets modern. All right, Roy, let's do this. I want to hop into, there's a lot of stuff going on. We're in the middle of training camp, and I want to get your two cents on, on all the things that are going on. First things first, you want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. Justin Fields, all the reports that we're hearing is that this dude is the real deal. What are you kind of thinking about that? And I also want to throw this out here to you. When is too soon to put that man in the starting spot? All right, Roy, so all these reports that we're hearing from camp seem to suggest that Justin Fields is everything that was advertised. I know it's early, but he sure seems like the part. What are you kind of thinking about that, and when is too early to start Justin Fields? It's never too early to start Justin Fields, right? Uh, I know people have, like, weeks, week four, week five, week two. If he's ready week one, start on week one. what I think is going to happen is I think Andy Dalton's a, a solid quarterback, and a lot of people are finding this out. He's not like Mike Glennon, where Mike Glennon just came out there and stuck <laughs> up the joint, right? And Mr. Bisky looked like a, a, a Lamborghini compared to a, a beat-up Honda, right? So, <laughs> so, so people are like, oh, man, Andy Dalton is actually playing pretty well. Listen, it's not that Justin Fields is just blowing him out of the water. He's, he's holding his own. What I think is going to happen is that when those preseason games happen, that's when Justin Fields is going to take off because he's going to be able to use his mobility, uh, his ability to escape the pocket, and people are going to see that ball come out of his hands. 
he's going to make some guy a, fully, a free blitzer miss, <laughs> and he's just going to juke him and then chuck the ball 60 yards, and he's going to be like, yep, this guy's the man. Everything I, I'm reading and all the videos that I'm seeing, he's got a cannon for an arm. He's everything advertised. He's got crazy good speed. But there are two points that I want to hit at with you, Roy, is one, Andy Dalton is supposedly is looking pretty darn good in, in, in camp as well. And the Bears are crazy thin at offensive line. What do you think about that? Yeah, you know, the thing is, Andy, like Andy Dalton can keep the, keep the ship afloat. And I think that for Matt Nagy, that means a lot, especially coming after the, 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 the Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles experiment. Like, I think that man is seriously, like, refreshed that he has a quarterback that can just function, operate his, operate his offense. The offensive line, it's, it's starting to worry me, but I'm not freaking out. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I know a lot of people are freaking out. The main reason why I'm, I'm not freaking out is because I like Larry Baum. I don't – I'm going to take Nagy at his word for it that, that Jenkins just has a tight back because he's not John Fox. If it was John Fox, I would probably – I get where a lot of people were coming from because John Fox said that Kevin White had shin splints and he had freaking fractures. In his <laughs> you know. He had a history of that. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, so, very true. It, it was like uh, it was like hockey. Right? I don't I don't really watch hockey, but I know it's like he has a lower body injury. You're like, okay, what it, what is what does that do for me? It doesn't tell me anything. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I think Larry Borum, who who we I, I don't know, feel like we almost stole in the fifth round that he's a mauler, but I don't necessarily want that dude as my starting left tackle. You know, I know they brought Jenkins in here to do it. Do you think that they're going to sign? an offensive tackle either off the street or they're going to wait until there's a waiver wire that happens towards the end of the preseason? I, I don't know. It seems like they're just waiting, which makes me think that it's probably not that serious. Because If you follow the things from this offseason, they haven't, you know, they've added depth. They even added Alec Ogletree, right, inside linebacker where we were thin. They, they've been adding depth. So if I, if, I, if I believe that it was a real issue, I think they would have signed someone by now. So I, I really don't know, and the guys on the, the on the on the scrap heap right now, they they on the scrap heap for a reason, right? You know, uh, you got what Swartz from uh, Kansas City, but he has a back he 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 has a back injury. So I, I think I tweeted that, hey, we we're upset that our twenty three year old has a back injury, and our solution is to sign a thirty two year old coming off a of back <laughs> surgery. It's like sometimes you know, it's like unless it's an emergency. You know, maybe Russell Okun. Maybe you can offer some some Bitcoin or something. You know, you might you might play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. You know, I think that if if somehow they find someone that's got some quality starting experience, maybe after that third preseason game, and they want to bring it in, even as a depth piece, if Jenkins is playing well. Um, I, but I agree with you. I, I think at this point, it's way too early to hit the panic button. I would like to have seen him practice at least once or twice, yeah. but hey, you know, we'll 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 see what happens. Um, all right, because you brought it up, Alec Ogletree did intercept Nick Foles. I know you guys talked about it in Three Kings. <laughs> I know you guys talked about it in Three Kings, the Midway podcast. But but for all of our listeners that for some reason they haven't heard what you guys are doing over there, which we will obviously we will give you guys even more praise than we already have on previous episodes. You guys are fantastic. I know you talked a little bit about it. Your feelings on Nick Foles and and Nick Foles still being in Chicago. Your kind of thoughts on that whole situation. The thing with Nick Foles, I think they'll trade him. I don't think they're desperate to trade him. Like, meaning I don't think they're picking up the phone calling every, every team in the NFL. Because, one, that's not a position of advantage during a negotiation. You want to have some leverage. 
want to act like you want to keep him as a mentor. And I don't know how interested the Colts are in trading for him because of that whole Carson Wentz, Nick Foles. Then I know people are like, trade him, trade him. <laughs> I'm like, Chris Ballard isn't dumb. He knows no. they Nick Foles in that building. Carson Wentz, man, might spiral into depression. <laughs> it's, 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 it's funny because you're right. It, it plays so much into the psyche of, of that position, especially because, you know, those guys can be fragile. And if you bring in a guy that was breathing down his neck in the previous place, even though he's familiar with the playbook, I mean, we're going to see what happens with, with all of that. What did you think though about his press conference? Little, 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 little fire out of that guy. Yeah. I, I was shocked they even gave him a press conference. <laughs> right? <laughs> the third screen quarterback, did Tyler Bray get a press conference? <laughs> no, no, we never heard Tyler Bray. <laughs> I don't remember. If he, if he did, I didn't listen to him. I was like, what's the point of listening to the third screen quarterback? Yeah, he was, he was fired up, but you just kind of saw that riff like in season with him and Matt Nagy. I tell people, I think that that was good for Matt Nagy to have a quarterback challenge him because I don't think Mitch ever challenged him. Mitch was just like, Definitely not. here's the play. Okay, I'm, I'm going to just run the play. Nick Foles was like, no, nah, hold up. This isn't going to work because this, this, and this. You need to change this. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And I think that helped him grow as a, as a, as a, as a coach. He needed that. He needed someone to challenge him. I, uh, I, I sure hope you're right in that just because – I've always said that I feel like he's a good leader of men, but he's not a good play caller. He, he just, mm-hmm. he can't, he can't put, he finds no rhythm in his play calling. And, and so I hope that you're right on that one, Roy, because for someone to challenge him and be like, hey, dude, you, you're, you're not doing a good job with this. And someone who has Super Bowl experience, right? And I think that's a really good thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you saw, I think you saw once, once he put Mitch back in the game, how he, he started, they started doing more bootlegs more sprint outs even though it was limited you can tell that the offense had a it had an identity they started running the ball more consistently with david montgomery they were running play action off of that that running game and eventually you know they ran into superior talent and and, and it kind of just all fell apart with the saints and the the packers but i kind of saw the question is will he sustain it will he sustain it or will he go back to the old man nagy you know you know, running jet sweeps at the one yard line, you know, <laughs> type of man So, okay. So, so now you, now you got me thinking, are, if, especially if Andy Dalton is a starter, do you want Bill Lazor calling plays or are you confident yes. with Matt Nagy? All right, man, that, there we go. There's, there's no question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And the discussion. No, you, you and me the same. I, you know, I, I heard there was a rumor going around at the end of last season, specifically the Packers and Saints games, you know, the Saints game in the playoffs that Matt Nagy had regained play calling duties. And you noticed that there was a significant drop off in, in the offense. Now, I mean, I don't know if that's true, but I mean, that was a quick answer. You for sure. Yeah, yeah. You want Bill Lazor. Why? How come? If you go back and look at, I went back when we first signed Andy Dalton. This is when I kind of realized that he was a decent player. I, when we signed Andy Dalton, I was like, why are we signing Andy Dalton? We got Nick Foles. Like they're the same dude. And they're like, eh. I mean, Andy Dalton made Nick Foles, you know, well, Nick Foles make, makes Andy Dalton look like, I don't know, an Olympic splint, a sprinter, you know, in the, in the 100 meters, you know, <laughs> he's that much more mobile when Nick Foles is that much in, immobile. And I was watching all of his games with Bill Lazor. He put up pretty good numbers. I think his, like, 16-game stats that he played with Bill, it was, like, 3,400 yards, 31 touchdowns, nine picks. And you saw, like, you can tell that what they were running at the end of last season had a lot of Bill Lazor influence, a lot of bootlegs, a lot of RPOs. Uh, Yeah, the offense did tell off, but honestly, they were running the same stuff. The Packers and the Saints just were better, right? And they were prepared. Like, we we still couldn't throw the ball down the field, you know, and – 
with that bootleg, you have to be able to take shots down the field. If not, people are just going to sit on those routes. They're going to be like, okay, they're going to throw it to commit in the flat, which is going to, you know, have five guys to tackle him because he's that big. But, you know, I, I, the, the Nagy laser thing, I think, I think Nagy actually trusts laser or listens to him to some extent, you know, I don't think he did that with Helfrich. I think he just, mm. he, he was just running a rough shot. And he didn't have Juan Castillo either. Nagy was just running amok. He was just doing whatever he wanted. No one was there to check him. And last year was probably the first time he had people to check him with Nick Foles, Bill Lazor, probably Filippo and Juan Castillo. Probably were like, hey, dude, we can't drop back and shotgun and throw the ball 60 times a game. We're not built for that. <laughs> Man, this, yeah. it's so interesting you say that. You're making me think about Lovey Smith when when it was Ron Rivera versus mm-hmm. Bob Babich. Bob Babich just said, "Yeah, Lovey, what do you want to do? What do you want to do?" <laughs> mm-hmm. Where Ron Rivera was like, "No, that's stupid. We're doing this and we're trying this." You know, and obviously Ron Rivera is still in the NFL, still yeah. still coaching. All right, well, we I, I, did again until Marinelli, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> you're right, 100. percent Okay, one more that I know you guys talked about. Uh, we talked about on our last podcast, and I, you know we don't have to go into detail into it. But but is Anthony Miller? Anthony Miller is no longer this team. I know when I get Devore on, which is hopefully going to be <laughs> in the next couple weeks, he's going to have some strong thoughts for me, and I can't wait to hear it. But 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 Roy, I really got, I want to know what are you kind of thinking about that situation? You know, getting a fifth round for him, they spent a second round pick to get him. What what are you kind of thinking about the Anthony Miller situation? Man, Anthony Miller was so sad. He was so disappointed because he had the talent, right? When we got him, he, he was Preach. talented. I saw him running his routes out of Memphis. He was like, okay, this guy's good. And he had a good rookie season. He kind of fell off the second year. We were like, oh, it's, it's Mitch. Mitch is, Mitch is the problem. That's the reason why he fell off. And it was the maturity. And it wasn't just the – people think it was just the Saints game, but the year before that, he got in trouble in the Rams game, I believe. He, he yep. ran the wrong route and popped the ball in the air. And then uh, Claiborne intercepted and he threw up the Memphis M. They're like, what are you doing, game banging on the field? And, you know, and then the year before that, he got ejected. I was at this game in San Francisco where the guy got a late hit on Mitch, and then he started punching people on the sidelines. He got kicked out of that game. So it was just this constant thing. He was late, up, late to meetings. He was, you know, didn't know the playbook. He even said he didn't know the playbook. We didn't practice that. You know, I was probably the more moderate person. Usually this is how it works. Dan is really optimistic. I'm moderate. <laughs> and Devore is like, he's the fire. Right? So Man. I he was- <laughs> I'm sorry. After I've listened to a lot of you guys. And yes, yeah. that is, that is spot <laughs> on, dude. That is spot I'm on. I'm like, hey, how about we, you know. And Dan is like, oh, oh, oh he's, he's the homer. I'm more like. <laughs> and and Devore is like, cut his ass. <laughs> Get him off the team. <laughs> All right. So to that point, though, Roy. Who's your wide receiver three right now? So you, I mean, we're looking at Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney. I don't know if folks, if you haven't seen the catch that he caught from Andy Dalton in practice and then the backflip today in practice, and man, that guy, he is a crisp route runner. He's got speed. He's got all the tools. So I think Roy, we're both in agreement. Those are your one, two. Who's the third guy? Who are you, who are you watching closely here? Uh, I think it's going to be like a, like a platoon of guys. I think I, I saw uh, Demir Bird said they were working him out in the slot and Marquise Goodwin. I think you're going to have like, it's going to be like, you're going to get a mixture of those two guys, depending on what they run. I don't, I don't think uh, they want to have probably a designated slot guy. Like Anthony Miller plays slot. That's all he could play. That's actually all he could play. I think they want to rotate guys in and out of slot. You might see Allen Robinson in the slot. Whenever Tariq Cohen's come back, he might be in the slot. Running backs in the slot, tight ends in the slot. But I think those two guys are going to be like just kind of in and out, in and out, just depending 
uh, on the matchups or not. But it, 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 Marquis Goodwin is, is showing out from what I've seen in camp. You know, he's always catching balls, and he just has this swagger about him, you know. Well, it's funny, too, is because we were just talking about this, is that their speed, the 4-2 speed, is apparently showing up to the naked eye, that people are seeing it on a, on a regular basis, mm-hmm. which, you know, it, it's, it seems like that element was a little bit missing last year, mm-hmm. aside from, from our guy Darnell Mooney. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Roy, new reports coming out for, for our guy Jesse James, who has just recently signed but seems to have a knack for finding the ball in the mm-hmm. end zone. Uh, my guy at Roar of the Lions podcast, uh, Steve, I got to say hi to him. He made a joke saying that, yeah, good luck with this guy. But everything <laughs> in camp seems to, to be reporting. Do you think he can be a legitimate number three tight end? Yeah, I've liked what I – I've kind of liked him when he was in uh, Pittsburgh. And, you know, Detroit, when you go to Detroit, everything just dies in Detroit. I don't know. <laughs> they ruined Matt Stafford's career. Barry Sanders, Megatron. Man, okay. No, dude, the, the last two, that, like, Hall of Fame guys that just couldn't get it done. But the Matt Stafford, man, I don't know about you, because I know that you are famous for trolling other people on Twitter, which I just wanted you to know I love you for it. Um, but, but Lions fans that are talking up like, oh, man, now we got Jared Goff. Now we're going to be good. Like, I, I am – I'm looking around like, is, is this is this a joke right now? Like Matt Stafford, I, I don't just, I don't understand it, man. Can, can you explain that to me? The I optimism. Sean McVay is like in heaven right now. He's like, oh my god, this guy's amazing. We've seen it as Bear fans. We've seen some of those throws he made, and the team is just trash. And he's just lighting it up, and then for whatever reason, like that, Swift drops the ball in the end zone. Dude. Like, what do you want him to do? <laughs> it, it, well, that, and that's the thing that, that gets me is when I was watching games, like if it wasn't for Matt Stafford, none of the games against the Bears would be close. No. Bears and Lions, it wouldn't be no. close. And, and they're, they're, I, I just, I guess I don't understand that one. <laughs> All right. All right. Before we get into this, because I really want to get into to, to some, some stuff about you and your experience as a Bears fan, but there's, there's a couple more questions I want to get to. Sean Desai. Early reports seeming that, that the, the, the defense is, is doing a good job of taking the ball away. They've got this turnover bucket. Um, what are you kind of thinking about this guy? Are, are you optimistic? Are you just, you know, like you, like you said earlier, in the middle? What are you kind of thinking about Sean Desai and this new defense? I was in the wait and see, but I, I'm liking too much of the stuff I'm hearing about him. You know, at first I was like, eh, we don't know. But everybody said he's really smart. I remember it was – I think it was uh, Sam Acho who's the first person who said he recommended that he become coach. And then you just see the defense, and they're playing with the swagger. And even Jimmy Graham was talking today. He said, we have a good defense. And, you know, that, that's exciting because, the, you know, we had issues with Pagano. Like, he's a good guy, Chuck Strong, all that. But some of the stuff he had them doing, like the dropping – Everybody back in coverage versus Green Bay. You can't Khalil, do that versus Aaron Rodgers. Khalil Mack, what are you doing? Like every game, like yeah. every game. It was yeah. so frustrating to watch. I didn't get either, but like, you know Robert Quinn likes to put his hand in the dirt. I don't care if his dude is standing up or put his hand in it. He's rushing the, the, the quarterback. Just put his hand in the dirt and rush. I don't care if, you know, three guys are standing up and one guy standing up. Who cares, you know? And, and I think you're going to see a lot of common sense thing. Putting Eddie Jackson in the right position to play, you know, the free safety, you know, over the middle and not, you know, dropping down and trying to hit people, you know, because that's not his game, you know. I, I, I'm, I'm starting to lean towards optimistic on Sean Desai. I'm, I'm, starting to, I'm starting to, you know, I'm starting to. I want to see it in a game, though. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Are you going to be watching the preseason? Are you, you going to watch yeah, these yeah. three games? Yes, yes, yes. 
Yeah, me too, because yeah. I, I'm very curious to see, you know, obviously it's our, our first shot of, of looking at Justin Fields in a Chicago Bears uniform uh, just to see what he does. And, you know, some of these rookies I'm really excited about looking at Daz mm-hmm. Newsome, Khalil yes. Herbert, see what these guys are going to do. So I'm, I'm definitely going to watch. All right, Roy, what is the position group, player or coach that you are watching the most closely during this preseason and how come? Ooh, now I would have said defensive backs, but now I would say offensive line uh, because of all the, 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 the issues that we have like so early is that I want to see Larry Broom. I want the only reason I'm not freaking out about Tevin Jenkins because I want him to come back and start getting limited and hopefully he plays a couple of preseason games, but I'm going to be closely watching that because uh, if they can, if they can block, then I think we can have a functional offense, you know, because I think we improve the quarterback play. But they have to be functional, right? And I, and I want to see nastiness. I like Larry Broome because he's nasty. I like Tevin Jenkins because he's nasty. Last year, we had no aggression at the line of scrimmage. Like, we were getting pushed around, especially when James Daniels went down. I think the only person that had nasty was Cody Whitehair. Yeah. You know, and Mustafer is a little nasty, but he didn't have the weight. He worked out with our recruits, so I want to see that. Yep. So if you get that nastiness where guys know when they come in Chicago, they're going to get into a dogfight. I'm really interested in seeing that. I really want to see that. Outside of that is the defensive backs. I want to see Kendall Vildor, you know, and, and Jalen Johnson. I, it's, <laughs> dude, I'm sorry. I'm echoing for any of you who guys have listened to the last two episodes. I've been singing that dude's praises. When, yes. he got, when he got drafted, I was excited about it. And he showed enough flashes last year mm-hmm. that I'm curious to see what he does. I don't think it's going to be all perfect. I think he's going to get beat for a couple touchdowns and we're going to be frustrated, but I also think I, I, that's a guy to watch for sure. Here's another one. I got one okay. for you. I see that you're wearing the, the I know you're a big basketball guy and oh, yeah. there, a lot of news with the bulls. So yes. who's going to win a championship next? Will it be the Chicago bulls or the Chicago bears? Ooh. Ooh. So I, I should say who's closer. I'm a, I'm a- I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the Bears. Ooh, let's and, go. Let's hear. And this. the reason why I'm going the Bears is because there's still some questions about the Bulls. Whether they have the guy, we, the Jordan, you know, the LeBron, like Zach Levine's the man, but he's not at that level yet. I think Justin Fields is a Super Bowl level winning quarterback. Like once he finally gets settled in the NFL, like we will be a perennial playoff team and a perennial contender, like the Seattle Seahawks. Like, the Seahawks always win 12 games, always win 13 games, always win a playoff. They always are in the hunt. When you have a quarterback like the Packers, that's why they always – people hand them the crown. Oh, they got Aaron Rodgers. They're going to win the division. They're going to go to the playoffs. Will they make it to the Super Bowl? We don't know, but they're in the hunt. I think if Justin Fields reaches his full potential. We will be in the playoffs for the next decade, like almost every year. We'll always be competing – and that puts you in the in the NFL. That's the best you can do is is to compete for a Super Bowl or be in the, the conversation because all it takes is a game in the NFL. You know. Well, I, I love the way that you brought up the Seattle comparison because it was today as we're recording mm-hmm. this. So we're recording August fifth. That actually Jimmy Graham, who played with Russell Wilson, said, "Man, Justin Fields really reminds me of you. He's got he's got all the tools, the arm talent, and all that stuff." So, I, I man, I hope you're right. I I I, I like the Bulls. I mean, yes, obviously, I you know, gr- growing up, you know, wa- watching Michael Jordan, watching both repeats, absolutely, you know, that was a big part of who I was growing up. But there's something about the Bears, man, that that if somehow it happens, you know, I just uh, I I hope 
hope, hope you're right. All right. He's been since 85. Oh, dude, dude, <laughs> dude. You know, okay. So I literally, I just, I posted, I reposted an article that I wrote. It was one of the first ones I ever wrote. And, and number 10, you know, the top 10 reasons why the Chicago Bears need to win a Super Bowl championship. And the last one is, I don't want to hear about the 85 Bears ever again. <laughs> I'm done with it. Yes, they won. Yes, they were the best. But, but dude, it's, it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're sick of it too. All right. Well, yes. but Roy, I want to get to this. Like, cause I think this is important. How did you become a Bears fan? You are a guy that's out on the West Coast, but you're a diehard Bears fan. Obviously, you know, we, we hear that in, in the Three Kings of the Midway podcast. How did you become a Bears fan? Well, I'm, I'm originally from Chicago, spent most of, my, most of my life there until I joined the military. And, uh, you know, my wife convinced me to come out to sunny California. She didn't have to twist my arm too hard. But my first, this is, this is my Bear fandom. I'm about six years old, right? About the age of my son, just starting to get into sports. The 85 Bears, man. <laughs> Jim McMahon, Walter Payton, Refrigerator Perry, Samurai Mike, Richard, Dan, Monk, all these guys. I have the VHS of the Super Bowl Shuffle. Yes, sir. As a Let's kid. Go. <laughs> but I don't even understand football at this point. I'm just like, I'm, I'm in Chicago. That's my team. My team is the best. Walter Payton, sweetness. Oh, my God. Got the headband. Jim McMahon with the shades. You can just imagine as a young kid that just started liking sports, right? Like my son. And this, this is the team. This is the first team you fall in love with. Well, there are so many characters on yes. that team. You're right. And so if, even I if you did. don't understand the football, all of Man. that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, I didn't understand what a, I, you know, running back or a quarterback was like. Now I can be like, oh, they didn't cover three. They didn't cover, you know, two. They didn't cover four. I didn't know anything. I thought the football <laughs> players' shoulders were that big. I didn't know they were shoulder pads. But I was like, go Bears! <laughs> you know? You know, Super Bowl shuffle. And so I came into, like, the peak. And then, you know, even after that, they were still good. You know, and then they kind of started to fall off in the 90s. But I was born into this, basically. <laughs> so, so being on, on the West Coast, do you find it hard to kind of keep up? With, I mean, obviously the internet keeps it all close for all of us, but I'm just with times, you know, the game times and all that stuff. Does, is it harder to stay connected to, to you know, your Chicago fandom? No, uh, because of like uh, a Sunday ticket has made it like in a game pass and, and things like that. And the internet is, the, that's why I actually start going to Twitter is because out here on the West Coast, not everyone's a bear fan. You'll run into a couple, you know, sure. you'll see them and, you know, and they, but you don't see them every day. So like, if I wanted to get a lot of bears information or, or talk to bear fans, I had to do it via social media. You know, I was like going back and forth for like a few, few Packer fans on Facebook that I was friends with, <laughs> you know, they, they're your friends. You can't really get nasty with them. You know? Yeah. 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 As much, as <laughs> much as you might want to at times, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know like, I still like you as a person. So I'm not going to trash you. I'm pissed off you beat the Bears again, you know. So that's when I started really going on Twitter. My wife actually was like, why don't you stop going at it with your family on Facebook and just go on Twitter? And I just started going on Twitter, and it was a way for me to get my fandom out the way, and here we are. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I gotta, I'm so happy that you did, man, because every single time I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop on Twitter, I'm going to find something good. Roy's got ill will. Folks, again, 79 ill will. If you're not, do it right now. Even if you don't have a Twitter account, you might want to get a Twitter account just so you can follow my guy Roy here. All right. A lot of good memories as a Bears fan. Obviously, you talked about it. So, so maybe if we push that one aside, you know, you're, you're six years old, you're watching the 85 Bears. There's got to be another moment that you really look to as, as one of your favorites as being a Bears fan. Favorite, Roy, what is it? I'm a, honestly, outside of Justin, Justin Fields was, was, was the most recent one. But I'll say this. It was the, the 2016. 
uh, that team. Uh, I was I happened to be in Iraq. I was in my I was in the Army Reserve, right? So I got deployed the second time, and I was over there, and the Bears were winning. And you know, this is like we you know we sending emails. I'm talking crap over emails, <laughs> and the opening kickoff, man. And, you know, it was like 3 o'clock in the morning in Iraq. Like, I'm watching this game drinking <laughs> fake beer, right? <laughs> With my buddies. And then, you know, the lights are flickering and the ball. And I'm like, they kicked it to Devin Hester. <laughs> Catches it. You know, he breaks. He's gone. And it's touchdown. And I'm just going bananas. We lost that game. But that moment right there, you know, it was probably one of the best, like, feelings ever. You know, it, it was a letdown later. But I thought we were going to win it. Finally, it's, it's so funny that you say that because of all of the Bears fans we've had on, I maybe ten of them have all said that moment. And so one of our writers is it's so Ozzy, if you're listening, he is a writer in Mel, Melbourne, Australia. Mike Oosterwick, Melbourne, Australia, and he started following the Bears in 2013, and like he didn't have that moment. And wow. I just like I want him to like experience what that was like because it's. You know, I just remember Jeff Joniak saying, start the migration down to Miami. And it was like, we're going to the Super Bowl. And then it was that moment. Roy, oh, my God. It's like, I'm getting chills, man, just thinking about it. I know, it. I am, so, too. And it's like, you were so close. And it sucks for him because 2013, he's – the best team that he's seen is the 2018 Bears. And it's, it's – yeah, he didn't get to see Devin Hester. You are ridiculous, man. It's just, no, so, you know – and that's what is so exciting, and I want Bear fans to see. I want the team to be good because a lot of the millennials, so I'm an Xer, right? So I've seen the 85, even though I was young, I've seen yep, yep. The, the lovey teams that were good, and, we, you know, we were kicking the Packers' butt. Like, Packers fans <laughs> think they always dominated us. I'm like, that's not the case. Not at the end of Brett Favre's career, they didn't. No. Oof, we, yeah. Oof, yeah, in yeah. that transition, we dominated yeah. you guys. And before that, we dominated you guys before you got Brett Favre. So I, I want them to experience that, to know what it's like to be like, no, you, you, you're not subservient to the Packers, you know. Dude, so well said. I, 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 I know it's coming at some point, and, and much to Packers, like they're just like, of course, we're always going to be great. Well, mm -hmm. when you no longer have a Hall of Fame quarterback, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what that's like. Mm -hmm. All right, Roy, I want to talk about the Three Kings of the Midway podcast. I, you know, I've always been a big proponent that Bears podcasts – hosts can be friends. You know, we, we, we love the same team. Oh, yeah. We cheer for the same team. And we've been very fortunate. Dan Goodwin, the third, we've had him on several times. One most famous was uh, we were talking about Justin Fields being drafted and in the middle of our podcast, uh, Tevin Jenkins gets drafted. So shout out to my guy, Dan, huge, huge fan. He's, he's a crazy smart guy. He's fantastic. Um, and then DeVore. The, 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 the three of you guys seem like you've got a really good chemistry. Like what do you attribute some of the success that you guys are having over the three kings of the midway podcast i think like like you said too because one we don't we don't i know probably before we guys like us on the scene there was podcast beef we don't do the podcast beef thing we're like we're bear fans i don't i don't beef for bears if i see a bear fan walking down the street i'm like oh you like mitch and i like <laughs> nick Foles. Ah. no we're like bear down bear down you know yeah 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 you know, that's how it is everywhere yes. you go so i'm like why are we beefing on the internet over the bears and we all like the bears but i think too because we i think we taught a lot of people that you can disagree and still be really cool. Like we disagree all the time. We like I've gone, me and Dan have gone back and forth. Dan and Devore have gone back and forth. Me and Devore have gone back and forth. They've gone at me. I've gone at them. <laughs> and then we're like, okay, cool, bear down. Yeah, see y'all next week. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how's your kid? You know, is that you can disagree 
and then you still can get along and, and, and you can have differences. Sometimes we'll play devil's advocate just to play devil's advocate. And, you know, I'll be like, well, they saying this, I'll just say this and you can still be cool. You know, and I think that's refreshing in, in, in Bears Twitter and Bears podcast because I don't think that it was always like that. A hundred percent. I think it's no one wants to listen to anything where everyone just sits around and, agree, and agrees with yeah, each other. I agree, it's just, I agree, it's, I agree. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not doing anybody any good. But I just think, uh, you know, the way in which you guys argue, but also, I mean, the way in which you guys make us laugh is yeah. always something that I, I truly enjoy. Do you have any goals, any kind of like aspirations for, for the Three Kings of the Midway? Are you just loving this ride and just enjoying every second of it? Uh, we started off just like doing it for fun. Like I, like I tell people, I said, we're basically like guys sitting in a barbershop talking sports, but we understand how to break down a, a, a cover two or know what a stick concept is, <laughs> you know? And I said, and it's just been fun. And then it, it kind of started growing and growing. And we're like, okay, maybe we need to do something with this now, <laughs> you know, uh, that it, you know, it kind of, it kind of started taking off. So, you know, we might, we might, uh, we're looking at doing live shows. Uh, we got like a stream yard, account setups and uh Devore has like his own studio you know he does another show called the big and bright show so we'd be like hey maybe we we might do this because you know i got other interests in podcasts and outside of sports uh dan does stuff he writes you know i can write <laughs> you know with all my schooling but uh so we were like hey maybe it, it wouldn't hurt to start a start a website you know write some articles just to put the funny twist on it you know because we do try to keep it light and you know we got jokes and stuff like that you know a different a different kind of style you know to it to the to the podcast and the writing thing you know well all i want to say you know roy before we go further is i just want to continue wish you guys continued success over there i've noticed not only are you guys really good at what you do you're really really smart guys you're good dudes and i mean seriously in conversations that i've had with all three of you i've just you know been blown away i mean i like just the the um, you know, the, the shout outs that I got when my daughter was born and all that stuff. And I just want to say, you know, seriously, from one Bears podcast to another, man, I wish you guys absolute continued success. Same, same with you guys. You guys, are, you guys are doing big things, man. You guys are, yeah, got writers, got a website. The web, website looks nice. It looks crisp. You know, <laughs> I listen to you guys' podcasts, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely rock with you guys, man. Oh, Roy, man, we, we, we appreciate that greatly, man. We're, we're growing quick, but obviously, you know, we, we, we're, ha- we're here to help each other out and, yes, and, 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 and see how things go. And so, um, all right, it comes to my absolute favorite part of, of any first-time <laughs> guest. It's unpopular opinion. Now, Roy, we've had some really, 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 really good ones throughout the past, and I sent those to you. I won't keep going those out to you, but I just want to just so just in case Rob Kirkland, I will never, never, never let you forget. You said Portillo's is overrated. Get out of here. JJ <laughs> Stankovitz. JJ Stankovitz said deep dish pizza sucks. I'm not cool oh with that God. at all. That's exactly, exactly. I'm not eating it every week, but I'm just no, saying exactly. you can't, dude. Okay. We don't eat it every week. <laughs> We don't know what you said every week, but it's okay. You know, every yeah. now and then, even out here on the West Coast, I'll order or lose. You know, I, no, mean, dude, I, dude. Just, I just want it. Yes, 100%. <laughs> All right. So, Roy, I got to ask, what is your unpopular opinion? Ooh, for sports, my, my unpopular opinion that I get a lot of flag for, especially on Twitter, is uh, Cal Shanahan is overrated. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I Tell me more. Shanahan overrated. He stole his daddy's offensive system that he gets credit for. It's not his system because a lot of us are old enough to know that uh, who Mike Shanahan is. It's his system. The zone run scheme is Mike Shanahan's system. And uh, and he has a lot of losing seasons. He has four seasons in uh, San Francisco, and three of them are double-digit losses. 
and he went to the Super Bowl, but he lost like he did in Atlanta, you know. So, you know, his offenses have been in the 20s, like the Bears. He had one good year, like Matt Nagy. So I'm like, this dude is Matt Nagy with a better PR game, you know? <laughs> the only thing I'll say, though, how much fun was that watching them run all over Green Bay two years ago in yes. the NFC Championship, yes. right? You're like, yes, that was Mike Shanahan's gift to the Chicago Bears yes. fandom, right? Yes, yes. yes. So I, I, do, I do like that. So I give them props for that. And I, and I like the fact that they let us in the, uh, they let us in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Kittle's a Bear fan. It, it's yeah. so funny you say that because they've gotten offensive production. I think the way that Bears fans want them to, but you're mm -hmm. right. When it comes to wins and losses, it's 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 really hard to argue with that one. Yeah. Roy, do you, do you got do you got another one sitting sitting around, or, or, or are we? Is that it? I got another one. I'm a Cubs fan, right? But I grew up on the West Side. I didn't grow up on the North Side or the South Side. So my unpopular opinion is that I'm a Cubs fan that does not hate the White Sox. That's Dude. rare. Shout out to shout out to my boy King Mac from the Bad Guys Radio. We were on there. He was giving me a damn crap because we were Cubs fans. And I said, I don't hate the Sox. Okay. I think oh, but I think you might be on to something. I think if you ask most Cub fans, what do you think about the White Sox? I think a lot of them are gonna say, eh. White Sox fans, on the other hand, if you ask them what they feel about the Cubs fans, then that's when you get that vitriol. Like everyone's like, oh my God, I hate them. What's wrong? Like Logan Bradley, if you happen to be listening, Logan, who's part of our regular post-game crew, he hates the Chicago Cubs. I think more than 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 you know than I hate the Green Bay Packers. Wow, I don't know if that's, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Pretty, it's I can't nice. I can't feel that much hate to a team that has the the Chicago name on it. I just it just doesn't feel right for me. Because right. they're still a city. You know, it's still like it's Chicago. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I don't watch them. I, you know, if, if they made it to the World Series, sure, I'd, I'd be like, yeah, good for you guys. But yeah. I'm, yeah, no, no hate. Okay, awesome. Yeah, All right. Hate. All right, hate. let's do this. All right, I love it. All right. So, Roy, <laughs> I want to say thank you so much for being part of the Bear Down Report podcast. Any shout outs, anybody uh, that you haven't given a shout out to that you might like to give a shout out to that might be listening to the pod? Uh, just shout out to all the, all the people that rock with the Three Kings and the Midway podcast, you know, you know. Shout out to you guys for having us on. Shout out to the other, other, other podcasters who, you know, who gives us props. You know, we try to, we try to, when I see it, you know, I try to retweet as many articles uh, that people write as I see or a podcast or even listen when I have the time, you know, because sometimes I'm, in a, I'm, I'm on my rides or I'm on the Peloton, I'm on the bike at the gym. I'll try to plug it in and, and just spread love, man. I, I will say that with Bears fans because just spread love, show love, you know, listen to everybody's stuff, read everybody's article that you can and don't, you know. Yeah, I like it better when we're all vibing together. Pick on the Packers. <laughs> Pick on the Packers. Pick on the Lions, you know. Oh, man. And, and every time you do it online, man, I just want you to know, I'm like, I'm standing there. I'm applauding everything that you're doing. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. We're, we're all cheering for the same team. Sure, we're going to disagree with each other time to time. But in the end, if the Bears win, we're all, we're all high-fiving. Exactly. We're all hugging, throwing beers around. Um, Roy, thank you so much for being on the show. Appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, so, so Roy, Ill Will, the Three Kings of the Midway podcast, depending upon your vernacular. I didn't do that, but if you guys listen to their pod, he does that at the beginning of every, every episode and it, it gets me every single time. Um, so I just got to say thank you one more time to, to Roy to, to have him on the show. Uh, that was a guest that did not disappoint at all. You know, you're, you're thinking, hey, what's he going to be like? What's going to go on? And just a, just a super good guy. And obviously, I meant all the things I said, wishing him and all of the guys at Three Kings of the Midway 
podcast continued success. DeVore is up next. We're going to have him uh, on one of our future episodes. Uh, we got a couple announcements though, folks, to make before I get out of here. Uh, shout out to uh, to Dan for stepping in and obviously Logan and Jack for, for coming back. It's great. There is big news if you, for some reason, if you're not on Twitter, um, and that's totally fine if you guys aren't, uh, but we made the announcement that Brendan Chagru, Brendan Chagru from Bears Wire is going to be joining the post-game crew. Mike Page, uh, our boss, has a lot of stuff to do on the business end. He's got a little guy at home, and so he's going to be taking a bit of a step back. He'll be our, our fill-in guy and be around when possible, um, but, uh, but for the most part, it's going to be Brendan Chagru, Logan Bradley, Jack Wright, and myself, Ryan Dangle, uh, on, on your post-game podcast. So there'll be a Bears game, and afterwards there will be a post-game pod with those guys I am beyond excited. Uh, Brendan and I, we, we connected really, really well the first time that he was on the show. And to have him join our crew is going to be great. He's got some opinions that I strongly disagree with, which is fantastic. He's a funny guy um, and uh, just just really, really, really excited uh, to have him join the, the Bear Down Report podcast crew. Um, <clears throat> that, one's a, that one's a big one. Um, like I said, we've got DeVore that's coming up. We've got a lot of other good stuff coming your guys' way. I want to say for all of you who are listening, thank you so very much for listening, uh, reading, sharing any of the content at BearDownReport.com, um, listening to this podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. If you really like what you're listening to, hit us with a nice review. It really helps to widen our audience and we appreciate all of you guys greatly. For everybody at the Bear Down Report, I'm Ryan Dangle. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, folks, bear down.